Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone. It's Caroline from G-Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G-Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G-Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. Welcome to another episode of Do Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and this is my guest co-host, Sally Tamarkin. Sally! Sally is back, and the Sally heads are happy to have you. Um, so let's just like jump right into it, Sally. I think we have okay. to do uh, the clean report. Okay. I'm Last week, we talked about cleaning. You bought the drill head brushes. I did. I bought them while you were talking about them because I was instantly (laughs) sold. Uh, Okay. I bought them and I have not, I I have to be honest and say that I have not done the vinegar as cleaning solution challenge. So I did, I did use a soft scrub, I think. Uh, Nice. Which by the way, like it was really hard to get out of the bottle and it was really clumpy and gritty. And then I I was like, does soft scrub expire? And I looked mm. at the bottle and it was from 2012. And so I feel like, mm, yes. does soft scrub <laughs> expire after 10 years? Maybe. Like I feel like, you know, a couple There's years, probably no big deal. a grace period in there. Yeah. Right. But I think if you're yeah. hitting like a different decade, then yes. Yeah. If it's a different decade, it's time to move on. Because it's like chemistry, right? I mean, it can't be like the I don't know there's just like nothing pure about chemicals so I can't imagine that it's like oh no this just keeps forever yeah like, my, sure my, it just becomes more potent I guess that that's actually true I think I'm lucky I survived this whole this whole cleaning situation <laughs> but uh anyway so the last time I ever used that bottle of soft scrub was when I was trying out my drill brush heads and mm-hmm. I I told you last time about the the jets in our tub uh, we bought a house that I just want to like, I just want to say like, yeah, if your tub has jets that you're committing to something, I don't know if people realize what they're committing to when they get that. Um, because mm-hmm. the, the cleaning, those things get really gross. And I feel like it has been such a burden that it's got me thinking about becoming one of those people who has like a bad experience and then makes their entire life about like doing advocacy for that. You know, like mm-hmm. like jet mm-hmm. jets in tubs get really gunky dot com. Like yeah. go to my website, read about my trials and tribulations. And it yeah. they're really, really hard to clean because you gotta get in there and there's like a little nozzle you gotta move around. There's there's just a lot of like inaccessible nooks and crannies. 
that is where the drill brush head comes in. Screwed it right onto the old drill, got some soft yep. scrub in there. The I don't think that the jets in this tub have been cleaner like ever in our whole time living in this house. And we're the first people to live in this house. But I think we're cleaner than like when we first moved in. It's like my partner said she could eat off them. They're what? like – Wow. Yeah. So uh, they really did the job it's, and it it wasn't laborious. You know what I mean? Was it kind of fun, would you even say? Um, it was – yeah. I mean, it was fun in the sense that like, number one, during the pandemic, almost anything counts as live entertainment. And number two, sure. it's enjoyable because you're – it's actually getting clean. Like as a – you're right. like – you know what I mean? It's like a blast yep. because you're watching yep. it get clean. Whereas in the past, when I've tried to get in there and clean it, I'm working really hard to basically not really clean it at all. So yes. um, yeah, so it was it was a it was a good time. I highly recommend the, and I can't wait to clean some other stuff with these uh, brush heads. I kind of knew that you would love them, and I I feel that way too about like a good vacuum cleaner, like the best sound in the world is taking your like high powered heavy duty vacuum cleaner against a rug that looks clean and like hearing the shit get sucked up into it. And you're like, okay, now it's clean. It's so Um, real. And I imagine that's the same with cleaning like a, a tub jet with the, with the drill head. Um, I also think that my mom could be a freelancer for the website where you're warned against how gunky tubs get because Mm -hmm. One of the reasons she like my mom's like sort of pie in the sky dream would be to put a pool in at our mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. But she's also like ugh, maintaining a pool, maintaining. It's too hard. It's too much. It's too, it's like too disgusting. It's like you it's like it costs so much money and you have to clean it all the time and you have to like buy all the tools to clean it. And I just feel like there can be categories on this website. You know, which thing do you want to indulge in? Is it a pool? Is it a tub with jets? We're going to tell you why that's not a good idea. We're going right, to tell you gonna, that it's too hard to clean. Yeah, we're going to tell you the labor involved in each thing. The thing about pools that always right. is intimidating is that I feel like you need to learn about like water pH or something. Like you have to mm-hmm. just like, you know, you have to make sure that the chemicals are right and that seems super stressful. It's like, you know, it's it's at a certain point, I feel like it just wasn't in God's plan for us to have some mm. of the things that we have right now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I would always like it's like that's why you hire a pool person. It's like that's that's like creating job. That's like a job creation. Yeah, I mean, no, that, that's that's true. The economy, you that's, know. That's the, and, uh, yeah, that's how the economy works. But I think if you live in a place, and my parents do, and you guys do, it's like I understand pools in California. You can use them all year round, but there is a lot to be said for owning a pool in a climate where you can only use it like three months out of the year. And have to maintain it 12 months out of the year. Like, and, yeah. for, and to what end, you know? Um, yeah. The, the Jets thing, though, is really interesting because, you know, I know this isn't true, but I think in, at a different point in my life, I was like, you know, tubs are just self-cleaning because they're tubs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's water <laughs> in them. like yeah, absolutely the opposite. <laughs> They're like actually so gross. It's yeah, it's but, kind of wild like how gross they get. I and part of me is like, this feels like a design flaw that we don't make bathtubs out of some sort of substance that or some sort of like material that doesn't get dirty. Certainly, I mean, I, I feel like we can do so many things technologically. Why can't we right. have a surface that doesn't get gross? I could, I you know, I totally get it. I was saying this like 
I mean, off topic, but same sentiment. I was thinking about how uh, the technology of like pimple patches, like, you know, just those like stickers you stick on your face when you feel a zit coming and then the zit Mm -hmm. goes away. It's like all of that tech sort of came up during the pandemic and like that just didn't Mm. get its moment. You know, we just didn't give enough recognition to the fact that we like solved a very big problem. And it's like, yeah, because we were having a global health crisis, but it's like the people, you know, inventing the pimple patches didn't know that. And it's like, let's give them their due. Give them their due. Cause that's a huge, I mean, at a certain point I would have considered acne one of my top three global concerns, you know? Yeah. Right. There was a time. There was a time. it's like, and now the list is being rearranged constantly. Constantly, Um, yeah. As as far as an update for me for the clean clean report, uh, I am obsessed with Little Green. Yes, that makes me so happy. Just am like, I I honestly just want to make spills. I just want to spill stuff and then clean it up. Um, I have yet to clean my Little Green. Do you clean it after every use? Yeah, I do because Are you supposed I, to? Well, I, I don't know that you're supposed to, but I feel like so so okay, I have a uh uh I can't remember if it's a I can't remember if it's from Frank Bissell or not, but it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a mop that you it, it that has heads that turn you plug it in and it like turns the mop the heads turn. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm describing this like a person who's never described an object before, but hopefully you know what I'm talking about. Um, Bissleheads now. Bissleheads now. now. It sounds like the the floor s- steamer slash mop. Yeah, it's it's not a steamer, but like okay. I, same idea. Um, okay. And it has a, a container that you fill with this cleaning solution and, and you put it in there. And that uh, the instructions for that device was so, were so emphatic about not mm. leaving the container full when you weren't using it that it's made me totally paranoid that I should do the same thing with my little green. So every time I use a little green, which I'm now realizing is probably just kind of a scam to get you to like buy their proprietary cleaning solvent, which is like the only thing you're supposed to use in it. But every well, time right. I, yeah, I was you know, wondering about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every time I use it, I empty it out and I clean it because I'm afraid that if I uh, leave it in there, it'll void the warranty or something, which I don't even really know what that means. And uh, and I'm afraid if I don't clean it, it'll build up and get like kind of grody. I think that that's totally fair. I haven't. I think I'll probably clean mine. I guess my question is though, if you're like, I might have like put too much water and too much salt solution in there. Um, but I guess I could just take that part out and just clean the dirty part. I'm like just looking for excuses. This is the, this is me doing the, like, I'm leaving this in the sink to rinse it. To rinse. Um, yeah. Um, and to excuse of not cleaning my cleaning tools. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I don't know, man. It's always one of those things where it's like, you know, maybe it's worth this thing like not working as well or getting gross if it means I don't have to clean it every time. I don't necessarily think that that's like the wrong decision to make. I'm just a little bit too neurotic to not, you know, clean it out. Okay. Good to know. Um, all right. We're going to now segue into this week's topic, but rest assured we will be back midway through this episode with a pickleball report. Um, we're spreading them out. Mm -hmm. Sally, this episode, we are, essentially titling, you know, shopping for the 1% because you came across, I think it might've been an ad that was served to you. Yeah. On Instagram. So let's talk about that. Okay. I got 
you know, occasionally, and I've actually been saving them. I have to send you some. I, I, I sometimes get these like deranged ads on Instagram, which I'm sure like everyone else does too, but occasionally they'll be like, totally. here is a urinal. And I'm like, I, I, once I got like a food truck and I just like, did they think I'm a small business owner? Like what's <laughs> happening? Um, so I saved the most deranged ones and I got an ad for this gigantic chair, which several people I posted, I think I posted to the, oh, I like that Instagram stories. And a bunch of people were like, oh, this looks like an adult car seat, which is like a really good way of describing what it looks like. Like picture a baby yes. seat, you know, w- That's which such like- a good way of- you know, it, yep. it fully like kind of envelops them. It's like plastic and has lots of like curves, but it's for an adult. Um, it turned out to be a massage chair, but it was mm-hmm. definitely not obvious to me upon seeing it, like what the fuck it was supposed to be. Yep. 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 Um, so, so yeah, so that's where this began. How did you feel about it when you saw it? What kind of emotions did it invoke inside of you? Um, does... Am what what about what I either look at on Instagram or have purchased on Amazon makes the algorithm think that I'm I have three thousand dollars <laughs> to spend on a gigantic a, adult sure. massage chair? It's like it's one of those things you see in the mall, like when you go to the it's mall like, and they're like, you can do a massage, and you're like, this seems weird, but like maybe I'll it, do it. But like yeah. teens are always sitting on them texting. Right. Yeah. It's very sharper image. Um, yes. And. And I went to the to the Amazon, like I, I looked at it. Now, see, this is what happens. I, I then I'm like, oh, this is so weird. Let me go look at it. And then Amazon's like, ooh, they're clicking on it. And then Yeah, we'll, you do love it. <laughs> we'll send them more weird things. Make sure they get that urinal ad. Um, right. But it's Smart. 250 pounds. It's a 250-pound chair. And it's like $2,600. And I mean – Again, like, is it in God's plan for us to have a 250 pound chair that massage that massages us in our home? I mean, mm. I don't know. I'm not God, but like, right. who can I say? Like, who right, can say? Exactly. Who can say? It. So, and then I wanted to tell you that when I stayed at an, I went to this Airbnb once. That mm-hmm. was it. Was with um like 10 of Dan's friends and like their significant others. So it's a house that has to house like 20 people. This was Mm -hmm. probably like five or six years ago. So it's, you know, this huge mansion and we had done this before uh, a few different times, a few different houses. This was the first house that was like truly wackadoo up the wall, like weird design choices. It had, it was probably like a 7,000 square foot home with a kitchen meant for a 1500 square foot home. Like it truly made no sense. Um, there was like drop ceilings and fluorescent lighting in the living room, but then also like there, every single thing in that house was like smart home gadget. Like Mm -hmm, they had mm -hmm. one of those crazy Japanese bidets that like sings to you and you can warm your butt. But in the corner of the primary bedroom, they had uh, a massage chair and I was the one that booked the house that year. It always has to be someone's job to like wrangle. And so when you book the house, you get the primary bedroom. That's like the name of the game. So Dan and I are in this bedroom and I'm like, I'm just gonna, it is a good role. And it's like, it makes sense because you kind of like never know where you're going to end up. So it's like, if you do all this work, then yes, you're going to get probably the best bedroom and the ensuite bathroom. And so they had one of these chairs in the corner 
And I spent a lot of time in that chair. It's lovely, but like there is no home, not even a home that is outfitted in all of the tech stuff that this chair looks correct in. Like, yeah, this is like, yeah. it's, it's very medical. It's very like I'm at Planet Fitness and I'm massaging my calves. Yeah. Like there's it, just, I mean, it's it, not home decor. No, it looks like it should be on a spaceship, but like kind of a gauche spaceship, you know, like yes. not even like a, a, not a tastefully appointed spaceship. And right, the other Liberace's thing is that space, spaceship. Liberace's spaceship. And, and they're also so huge that like, I can't imagine it would look like it fit. In, you know, you know where I envision it? I envision mm. it. Uh, someone, some dude is like, come on down to my man cave. And, yes. And they have a TV screen that's like the size of a wall. And they have yes. maybe a, um, a those things that like the rodeo things that you get on and they go back and forth. Like maybe he has one of those. Maybe he has like a full um basketball court down there. Yep. Like if that's if if you're, you know, it's like it's like a um a man cave. It's like for the man cave for like the one percent man in yeah, your life. It's or like something. rich man cave. I mean, it really it really goes to show you that like money cannot buy you taste. But so true. Absolutely. It's just a room for a man and his toys. And so Sally and I thought it would be fun only because we kind of stumbled into it because like, you know, you look up a $3,000 chair on Amazon, then you just start seeing things. You know, you're like in another realm of shopping experience. And we were like, what other shit would be in the basement of a home that had this chair? And one of the things that I have been eyeing for a long time. And unfortunately, at the time when I found this thing in uh, thinking in the context of this episode, I had no idea how much more expensive and weirder stuff like this could get. But I found the aero ski. And right. you and I both agree that this is a good thing. It seems really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the aero ski looks amazing. And actually, particularly, I, I was sold like immediately, but yeah. Particularly, if you think about it in the context of the other things that we're going to be talking about, it's actually right. kind of like the most sensible thing you could spend your money on, hands down. Literally quite normal, quite affordable. And at, But at the time, before we got to where we're going, I was like, this is crazy. It's so expensive. It's super nuts. And then we like, again, passed into another dimension. Um, so the aero ski is, it's very cool. And if I had a little bit more room... And I'm talking just a little bit more of a footprint in this house. I would mm-hmm. I would get one, mm-hmm. but it is a a skiing simulator workout machine where and it's like a cardio machine. So you stand um on this little platform and sort of like lock in your feet like you would in a boot. Your feet are parallel to each other, and it's a sort of a curved ramp that the that the boots like swing back and forth on and you hold on to the railing, which is like your poles and you're moving. It's a great workout just like skiing is. But the coolest part about this is that if you have a VR headset, not included with the price of $4.99 FYI, uh, <laughs> if you have a VR headset, there's like an aero ski app and you can literally just be skiing in VR on your aero ski and like try to tell me that doesn't sound so much fun. No, that sounds awesome. I mean, I'm not even uh, – I don't ski. I've skied like once or twice. It's not for me. I find it very scary. But um, 
I would totally, but this seems great. This seems like, I mean, it's virtual skiing and it's it, controlled. it does look fun. It's controlled. Yeah. It looks fun. Like sometimes you see, you know, like you see someone running on a treadmill and you're like, that doesn't look fun, but you see the aero ski and it looks fun. Like the right. movement looks fun. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because I am of like the, f- the physical activity persuasion. We talked about this with like pickleball and everything. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go for a run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never will. I need to be like doing something that's interested. It's interesting. I like like a dance class. I love spinning. I like playing pickleball. Like I will, I want to do like an activity with a purpose mm-hmm. when you're running. It's like, what are you running from? And like, where are you going? And like, when do you have to come back? And I don't want to think about that. You don't want to think about that. You want to go skiing. I don't. I want to go skiing. And I also think V I know VR offers like a ton of different like workout apps that's so that are that sound really fun but I also just like again don't have room in my house like the first thing they tell you when you put on a VR headset is they're like you know make sure you have tons of space and like well I (laughs) don't I'll just be walking into walls walking into corners but the arrow ski looks really really fun it like it just I don't know I would love to but again this would totally be in the basement with you know the man basement it would. It would be in the man basement. It's it's um I mean, let me just say it's low impact, which is great. Yes. Um great on the you, knees. Great on the knees. Great on great on the knees. Um and it doesn't look there's a picture on the website where it's in front of what looks like a I don't know if it's a double bed or a queen bed, but it doesn't look like it's even that huge. Although I'm mm-hmm. having a hard time finding finding the dimensions. Um on it the probably website. takes up the same footprint as like a Peloton. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's like you can big. have one and and it probably you probably can take the the like poles off. It looks like they kind of like can push down and maybe you can like push it under your bed or, you know, yeah, behind yeah, something. Yeah. You and do, have you you told me you've never skied? Is that what you said? I've skied like twice. Oh. Like it hurts. You know, and I mean, it's it's it, a workout. It hurts your legs. Yeah, it hurts. It's an intense workout. It's not for me. I don't like things that – I don't like going fast in anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean? I, I like to – I like to – my – I like flat terrain. I like my feet mm. connected to the ground. I don't want there to be something between me and my feet that's making me go quickly. Okay. Um, you don't want to be on uh, slick um, – pieces of wood that are propelling you downhill is what I'm hearing. Definitely not. Absolutely not. I don't even really want to ride the thing up to the top of the thing. Oh no. But that's the worst part. (laughs) But wait, but Caroline, there's also, I feel like you can buy it used on eBay. Oh my gosh. Um, Do you think there's a secondhand arrow? Is Aeroski big enough that there is a secondhand market? Well, I am seeing an Aeroski fitness avalanche. You are right. It is there. For two seventy five, but or plus a hundred dollars shipping. But let's see. I mean, this is a thing. So. The thing about Los Angeles is that like someone in LA has an aero ski in their garage That's that they're true. not using. That's so like, true. Th- that is a given. Um, I should start looking. Yeah, I wonder is th- is that a thing that exists yet? Where it's like. You can't because I know they have this for, for swimming pools. My partner was telling me about it. Like you can use an app to basically like rent a couple yeah. of hours at someone's swimming pool. They should do that for people's like what are probably all unused like fitness equipment setups. Like but not gyms. 
Not gyms. Like I have have an Aeroski in my garage. You can use it for an hour. Yeah. I mean, I think this is another thing we're taking on Shark Tank. That's a really good idea. I'm I'm putting – Mark Cuban, hold up. We're – coming for you. We know that is a really good idea. We know he's listening. He's he loves to listen. You know, he doesn't have a ton of time, but he always makes time for G thanks. He's a G thanks head. He he's he's great. He's always giving me good ideas. You know, I, Peloton just started renting, doing like a rental thing with their bike. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. Which is yeah. genius. And what they should have been doing from the beginning. Because Super smart. Yeah, you just I mean, it's like leasing a car. It's like leasing it's like instead of making this big purchase outright, you know, it might be a financially sound decision for you to just go month to month rather than like for some people it doesn't make sense. You know, some people got that Peloton in 2020 and they have done their, you know, 2000th ride and they are just obsessed. And then there's some people who got it and they're like, "Yeah, I use it sometimes." Like, totally. Sure. Or like um, so I, I go through the, phases of using it or whatever. Right. Totally. And it's like, okay, you have to have more options. I would rent an Aeroski. I would pay a monthly fee and like rent it for a month. No, Absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely, there's a lot of, we, we live in like an ownership obsessed society. And of course, like mm-hmm. a lot of rent to own stuff is totally predatory, but we don't really have to own everything. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do you need to own a Peloton? I don't know. Like, I yeah, rental, right. renting it seems just fine to me, you know? Yeah, and they also, I mean, it was from like a business perspective, you know, they had a great 2020. And then it's like, you're only going to buy a Peloton one time. That's true. So it's really hard for a company like Peloton to meet their same sales. It, it's almost like MLM-esque, which is like, yeah, you do run out of people. Who are going to buy this? You know, totally. We yeah, yeah, we yeah. all bought it the first year, and then the second year we have the big bike we bought last year. We're not <laughs> totally. buying it again. So yeah. I think it's like good to diversify the the strategy. Um, the other thing that I was like asking Sally to talk me out of, but she was like, "I can't talk you out of it. I'm going to talk you into it." Is an e bike, mm-hmm. which totally falls. Oh in right, this that category. was actually the first thing that you mentioned. Yeah, e bike. Well, the e bike is the thing that keeps getting sent to like push to my ads it's like how about biking but not trying that hard <laughs> how about biking so it's, but it's a car <laughs> but right exactly so is it the kind of thing that um is the deal with it that you can pedal it but it also has a motor yeah so i the way that uh i think about e-bikes and i've not ridden one i've only been on like a e-scooter is you know walking on a um like a walkway in the airport mm. that that it's like you are walking, but you are getting there faster because the floor is also moving. Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, I love that. Yeah. And I mean, you turn on the motor and it like, you know, you're you're making the I don't know, I mean, I really don't know, but it's, you know, you, on a regular bike with no motor, it is you powering the bike and this thing right. has a motor. So you're working in tandem with uh, a motor. So. I imagine going uphill is a lot easier. I imagine there are times where you can like totally tap out and just sort of let your bike go. Totally. I, I definitely, I'm looking at a roundup of them right now and I, I, I love this for you. I, I would love for you to get an e-bike and an aeroski. I mean, the, the thing about, <laughs> the thing about yeah. the e-bike that I wonder about is um, like, so you don't, okay, yeah, no, you don't ride it on the highway. It's like a bicycle, but no, you could, no, no, I mean, no, 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 no. It's like a bicycle you, with a motor. 
Right. Okay. So would you – is LA bike friendly? Like is it – would you get use out of it? It is not – so that is the other thing too is LA is – not bike friendly. Um, it is really difficult to get from one place to another in Los Angeles because it is technically not a city. It is 19 towns in a trench coat. And we <laughs> live at the top of a like 1500 foot incline, like mm. elevation. Like there's, you can't even walk up our hill and, and there's nothing walkable from our house unless you're willing to walk two miles back up the hill. So it definitely makes more sense makes more sense in a place like New York, though I feel like there is some law about e-bikes in traditional bike spaces. Oh, um, interesting. But like, I could I could put it on my car and like drive to a place that is bike friendly. But it's definitely. But if you were going to buy an e-bike, you'd buy it because it's like that is a form of transportation, not because you're like I'm going to have just do some fun things on my e-bike. Right. And yeah. Cause I guess if you're, if you want to go cycling, you would just want like a regular bicycle. Yeah. Or yeah. I, I feel like an e-bike is a replacement for a car. If you right. lived in a place like Philadelphia or Brooklyn, where it's like, you can use a car, but you can also not use a car. Whereas yeah. LA, you, I don't think you could, re- you, I, I know you could not replace your car with an e-bike. Yeah, um, that's fair. So I think but I maybe like the should- idea of it. I know. I do too. I think that you should get just the aero ski. And then if you move back east, then you should get an e-bike and Dan should also get one. You guys should be a two e-bike family. That's true. Maybe we can get a tandem e-bike. Now you're you're thinking. (laughs) Now I'm thinking. So they range from like $1,200 to $2,000, which is like very expensive. But I also just love, I don't know. I rode a bike one time in Brooklyn and I... Mm -hmm vowed never again i found it to be in frightening terrifying terrifying my partner terrifying. rode her bike all over new york she would like ride. we lived in brooklyn she would like ride into manhattan and do, and i was just like you are taking yeah, your life Dan in your hands yeah exactly like what are you doing i don't I'm, it's no. like skiing to me it's like it's yeah. too dangerous don't do it too dangerous you need like a vr bike you need to get a vr headset with your peloton and Combine no, that's the amazing. Two. You know what they I have know. on Peloton, which I, I have used a couple times. We have like the treadmill, and you can like watch someone running in like another country on the screen. What? That's cool. So, so it's cool. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's kind of like halfway between just being on a treadmill and using virtual reality. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, you can watch someone go running in like I don't even know where, like in Mexico or in Italy yeah. or whatever, um, which is sort of fun. But VR seems better. And the the VR skiing thing seems like it would be awesome. Yeah, I think I think it, 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 those are the things I want to use VR for. Uh, because, again, I want someone to trick me into getting my heart rate up. Yeah, that's the whole and thing. Is that's the whole thing is getting tricked into getting your heart rate up. Totally. Like Dance Dance Revolution is the old, the original mm. getting tricked into getting your heart rate up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, once I figured out that was a workout, I was like, Jesus, what else? What else are they going to get me with? Maybe but, you should you should just get a Dance Dance Revolution machine. Maybe that's what it is. That's How right. I should just get for? a da- yeah, and that probably takes up no space at all. No, yeah, and you just push it under the bed when you're done. <laughs> Yeah, I just got to put away my Dance Dance Revolution. 
<laughs> Don't they? They have Dance Dance Revolution on like the Wii though. So like technically, I probably could play oh, it on that's true. a video game. But I want, but I want the things on my feet. I want the like the collars. Now I'm not just I'm, gonna settle. No, no. I mean, but listen, it looks like it, it might be. Oh, I see this. I, I, I'm just I, listen. I think that getting a Dance Dance Revolution mat for your home is more accessible and more doable than we might have previously thought. I think you're right. I think that like things have changed a lot in the last 10 years and we now need to go see like what is available for us. Yeah. I mean, ddrcommunity.com has- DDR heads, get in touch with us. Get in touch. It has a whole thing about how to have, how to do it at home and it looks- Oh, the heads are already like way ahead of us. They're way ahead of us. It seems- it seems possible. Maybe this is what you should do. It seems also maybe, maybe it would be cheaper than the Aeroski. I mean, that's, yeah, that's also true. I think, you know, if you're going to get one, just get both. Lean all the way in. Why not get both? <laughs> Why not get both? Um, so this led Sally and I to a website that Sally knew about, but I didn't. Because then we were like, okay, so if our theme of today's episode is like stocking, you know, the basement of a rich person with no taste. You know, what else are we buying? Where are they shopping? And we thought the Aeroski at $5.99, marked down to $4.99 currently on sale, which makes me think it's always $4.99, but they're like pretending. That um, sounds right. I thought that was like the top, right? I thought that was like, what could be crazier than a ski machine that you put in your house? And then Sally, tell me about this website that you, that you uh, found yourself on. Okay, so this is Hammaker Schlemmer, which mm-hmm. it's it's like Sharper Image if Sharper Image was like 50% weirder and more deranged. Like, mm-hmm. a, like a similar vibe of um, things that – of like expensive items that do one single thing. Um, and cost $50,000. And cost a bazillion dollars. And yes. I think that I've known I – th- I feel like we used to get the catalog when I was a kid, like just because it would just – you know those catalogs that like come to you and you're like, I ne- like no one who lives here has ever signed up for this, but now I guess yes. we're a hammock or Schlemmer family. Yeah. Yep. So I would look through it when I was a kid and I was like, man, this is like – I mean, some of it is like some real sci-fi shit. Um, but they have stuff that like is for the one it, – it's weird though because it's like – at a certain point, at a certain point of wealth, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be shopping out of a magazine. And right. Do you know what I mean? Like Yes, it's like who is this for? Who is this for? Because it's like you like there is some stuff in here, for example, there's like an $800 there there's this thing that makes quote unquote the perfect ice cube. It's a precision crafted mold that <laughs> makes it a perfectly spherical ice cube. What's really cool is that it makes it in one minute. So I will give it to them. That's pretty fucking cool. But basically, <laughs> it's this copper mold that makes an ice cube. It's $750. And it's like, um, what – like, who is this for, I guess? like It's like, who is this for? And like, who – like, has any of I, – I, you guys aren't – I need – if you're not in your car right now listening to this and you're just at home and you're listening while you work, I need you to just pause what you're doing and go – to hammockerschlemmer.com. It's hammocker.com. It's hammocker.com. That's H-A-M-M-A-C-H-E-R.com. We cannot, it's very difficult to describe what we are seeing here. And 
the only way that I can explain it is like if Elon Musk was looking for a Father's Day gift, he would go here. Like it's that is that so perfect kind, to Caroline. It's like that, that is... kind of useless shit at a price point for Elon Musk. So it's, yeah, it's it's, it's so useless tacky. and also yeah, it's like tacky and show offy. And it's yes. like, do you know how? Do you ever watch like on HGTV when? like they're go like house hunters they're like what do you like and they're like we love amenities like when people are like we love amenities and it's like what we love amenities mean? we love amenities yeah. that's like i feel like this stuff is for people who are like i just love amenities you know i really want to make a precision crafted ice cube yes and guess what amenity heads like that's fine this takes it to another level and also you can get a good i mean i have an ice machine that like i bought cuz i might fridge doesn't make ice and mm-hmm. I wanted like an ice machine. I'm not spending thousands of dollars on for like the perfect machine. ice cube. What the, the but best this thing isn't even Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say just... like the 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 best part of this uh is that there's a review for this ice cube maker and it says um I bought this as a gift for my husband who is impossible to buy for. The concept mm. is really cool and it makes making cocktails that much more fun. The only reason I give it 4 stars instead of 5 is because he was disappointed that the ice cubes aren't clear. So this is just get a job, get a life, get a job, <laughs> get a hobby. This that's too This is too a man much. that that wanted a clear ice cube, which even I know that like an ice cube is going to be – are ice cubes ever transparent? That doesn't sound like it, that's no, possible that's not scientifically it, speaking. that's not how it works. It's really not how it works. It's weird. Why, yeah, like, I mean – My husband was disappointed. Oh, well, your husband really is hard to shop for then because that's Lori, a fucked Godspeed, up thing to be disappointed because, about. Yeah. It, um, it is – the other thing, too, is that it looks – the site looks like – now, Sally, I want you to click on the unexpected tab. Okay. Which is um, on the homepage. <laughs> this is the really thing- <laughs> where things go awry, <laughs> this part of it the is. website. The first um, thing you see is is someone paddling in a, a glass A transparent kayak. A kayak. transparent kayak. As transparent as that ice cube should have been. Exactly. That should they should make an ice cube out of that kayak because that is transparent. That, and that's not even the weirdest. That is not even the Mm-mm. most unexpected thing on this page. They should change their header Im- image. I don't think they're giving themselves it's enough true. credit. This is like there's so much stuff on this page that really kind of uh reads as, you know, maybe you buy it in wholesale if you run a carnival. You know, maybe (laughs) like you (laughs) are like doing, I don't know, maybe you're the prop guy for Star Trek and you are shopping for prop this, but this feels like just a website that you shop at. And like, maybe I'll add this, you know, $20,000 only seven person tricycle to cart. Can you describe the seven person tricycle? Yeah. So imagine, um, a three wheel, uh, car in Mario Kart, but instead of sitting inside that car where there's one wheel in front of you and two on the other sides, there's a circle of bike seats, seven to be exact. And everyone sits around in a circle uh, and holds on to this like circular sort of like spinning teacup thing. Um, And everyone bikes. It's very (laughs) bachelorette like party giving me like, you know, getting pulled over for a DUI sort of like my friend got arrested vibes. Um, But again, like I can understand if this was on a site for like 
for like a company that like does you know this is an attraction in a city or whatever like vegas or like but this right. just feels like add to cart i'm buying one twenty thousand dollar thing and but then right next to it is what they call the pepper files pepper mill which is just a three foot pepper mill three feet three american feet like three american feet and the and the, one of the reviews or the only review of it says my friends love this. It's like a great conversation piece. It's like, yeah, because you have a three foot pepper mill. How could anyone not talk about that? Yeah. I mean, if you if it's not a conversation piece, you need to be having different people over to your home. Yeah, exactly. Um, the seven person tricycle, the so on Hammaker Schlemmer on the website, it's not an item description, it's a product story. That's mm-hmm, like how they mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. So this is the only tricycle that accommodates seven adults and facilitates close knit conferencing during joy rides. This is so <laughs> mu- this is all just made up. This is like Theranos. It's like yes, there was yes. never a problem. This is this is not solving a problem <laughs> that actually exists. And also like this is the only tricycle that accommodates seven adults. The word only in there makes it sound like this is a thing that like we've all been clamoring for and this is the we first have been company waiting. to come through. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. Our grandparents dreamed of this day. They this wanted is, this a, is what they had in mind for us when they came here. Conference. An easier way to conference. <laughs> like in what world? Like truly like just crazy. And that's twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars. You scroll down and there is a Eighteen thousand uh, dollar illuminated light peg mural that is a uh, light bright that is the it's a light bright yeah. that is wall sized, uh, and the pegs are like the size of drinking glasses, and then that's it. Where in that your house is that? Like what you know? And then there's the amusement park dragon pedal boat. Do you, okay. Do you know the, the light bright thing reminds me of the movie Big. I feel like that's what that guy would yes, have in his room. Totally. In the movie Big. Yes. These are all, these are, these, okay, forget the Elon Musk shopping for Father's Day. This is Tom Hanks in Big being an adult with adult money, and this is what he buys. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I feel like most of the stuff in the unexpected category is on a spectrum of, Tom Hanks and big to Elon Musk mm-hmm. Father's Day. I think that's like the best way to put it. Exactly. And if it's like, if the giant piano in FAO Schwartz rocked your world and you are now Elon Musk, this is where you're going to shop. There's, uh, you know, what's, there's a hovercraft. It's $190,000. Like, but I don't that, understand. That's, that's like kind of one of my questions. Like, so I'm looking at, the golf cart hovercraft, which is only $58,000. Okay. Um, that's a deal. That's a deal. I love that. And part. it says you can, yeah, you can get two of them. And it mm-hmm. says like, this is the, this golf cart glides over sand traps and water hazards, um, on a, on a cushion of air, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the thing is, if you have $60,000, are you going to hammocker.com and buying a golf cart hovercraft? Like that's right. like, because you know what I'm saying? Like I, Yes. I don't I I just don't feel like if you're that wealthy you're buying your golf cart hovercraft off the rack from a catalog. Totally. And the other thing too is like the there's no way this exists and like and like is used by people. Like if there's someone out there using just a golf cart hovercraft, wouldn't we have seen 
like TikToks or like you, vi- you would something th- would have gone viral. No, you're like, totally right. That's has a good anyone point. bought this? Has anyone bought this? The, and that's also, the there thing. is no place to add it to cart on this one. I know. I just noticed that you can add, you huh. can increase the the quantity, but you can't actually add it <gasps> to your cart. This There's does a, feel like Theranos shit. This is not. It even does. Real. I know. Wow. The um. The you found the celebrity robotic avatar, the only robot admitted to the Screen Actors Guild. It's an adult <laughs> no, size I robotic. I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh, you so didn't? Funny. Okay. Well, congrats the, to them. It's very hard to get your SAG card these days. And yeah, congrats. And it's just like it's a robot and it makes lifelike movements, smooth dance moves, and it has an engaging personality, adds celebrity star power to any event. And it's just like this is this is just this is a robot as conceived by like someone making a sci-fi movie in like the mid eighties. Like I, I yes. can't, I, I can't emphasize enough. Um, and it's and, like, like, who's it's never too- been to a party and like has probably never like had a friend. Like right. this very, it, it, it feels very like off. <laughs> it does. It's $345,000. And it's sure. like, again, if I had almost half a million dollars to spend on something, am I going to hammocker.com? I sort of doubt it, you know? Right. Well, that's what they say, you know, in real estate, when when I watch like million dollar listing or HGTV, like a th- this is similar to a thing that always comes up there, which is like if someone has twenty million dollars, they're not going to buy your twenty million dollar home. They're going to build the home that they want, right? Exactly. Build it. And so, yeah, you wouldn't if you have hovercraft money, you're building your own. You're hiring your own people to do that. Yeah, you you build the hovercraft you want to see in the world. You yeah, can exactly. also get there's also a life size Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton. Um, sure. It's an exact replica of a T-Rex that I guess they found in 1992, and it's 40 feet from tail <laughs> to snout. <laughs> and so it's, it's a replica. Like, like that's even, that's crazy. It's a replica. I I cannot tell you how – I want to just call their customer service line and just like <laughs> talk ask to them. Questions. I just, just yeah. want to ask a million <laughs> questions. This all another thing that this reminds me of the unexpected page, or even really all of um hammockerschlemmer.com is when we would do, you know, uh wrapping paper sales as kids, and you'd get oh, yes. the catalog of like prizes of things you'd be eligible for if you sold a certain dollar amount of wrapping paper. This is how I imagined like this is how all of those prizes felt and looked to me. Like it, I remember one year in the early 90s, it, there was a portable television, like a handheld TV. Oh, yeah, totally. And you had to sell like a million dollars worth of wrapping paper. And I was like, I I could do it. I could do it. I will do it for this TV. This is that catalog. This is the like, yeah, go pick something out um, from Hammaker Schlemmer. No, uh, you're totally right. It's like this is that, funny. but for adults. The um the one thing I do love in the unexpected category is the hot tub in a boat. I you know, you can't <laughs> I can't I love a hot tub. So I would love to try the hot tub in a boat. Unfortunately, it does cost um let's see, uh the hot tub boat. Where is that price point? There's no there's okay. no price on it. I think you oh, have wow, to that's, call and I can't even afford it. Yeah. I can't even pretend that's how I you know it's market it. it's market price. The yeah, thing that's it's like, like a lobster we, on the menu. <laughs> yeah. The thing about the hot tub boat that's amazing is that it's not j- just to be clear, I don't want anyone to think that we're talking about a boat with a hot tub. This no, is no, a no, hot no. tub that is a boat. Like that's there's a hot, no other way it, to really it is, explain is it. is a hot tub that <laughs> is floating. <laughs> truly just a hot tub that's floating in the ocean. And but again, Sally, truly 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. To your point, it's like if you had this kind of money, wouldn't you just buy a boat that you could also be on a boat and 100%. have a hot tub? Like you could have yeah. the boat with a hot – this is literally – there's no place to – where – who is steering this boat? Look at the picture right. of this. This is no, just I a know. piece of wood with a hot tub in it and the slogan or the the brand name hot tub boats on the side. And then there's no way – it's like where? how do you get back to shore? It's definitely not – a flex to have something like this. I feel like this is the kind of thing where like, you know, if I came into money suddenly, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. would be like, oh shit, let me go to hammerker.com and get something. What mm-hmm. are rich people like? Okay. The hot tub boat, <laughs> I'm getting it. And then, you know, you would invite over your rich friends and they would be like, oh, okay. Right. They'd be like, wow, this is like what you got came up with. Okay. There the world's are fastest normal amphibious things. car is another yeah, thing right. they have. There are normal things on this site. There um, are. There are quite a number of like just like normal household appliances. Totally. And like cool things that that are like, oh, wow, that's cool. But also not, you know, in the like 300 to $600 range, not in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, they have an inflatable movie screen, which is like. Very cool. I mean, and it makes sense. Like, there makes sense. There's uh, the child, a child's, a real snowplow that is child sized, which I cannot imagine has not resulted in like the death of. Yeah, it's, it's hard to explain what the like case, <laughs> what the need, what's that expression? The need, the point case or use, whatever? the case the ca- use. Yeah, what, use what case, it was for whatever that. it use is. Case, yes, yeah, yeah. Very difficult. the The killer whale submarine is also sort of weird, but that's in the ninety thousand dollar range. There's also something called the aquatic gymnasium, which is an exercise spa. Um, it enables up to five people to work out in a soothing, low packed environment, which. I get if you are a spa owner, like, aren't there just like websites where you go and like, okay, I'm going to buy all of these, these things. And the cost of them will amortize over time because you own a business and people are using this thing that you bought. But like, this just feels like, oh, I'm going to put it in my house. And yeah, you know, right. No, it it feels like you should be definitely shopping at some place that like supplies wholesale things rather than exactly going to have like a real everyday person's website. Right. Um, And Sally, what's very funny is that uh, not on the unexpected tab, because that's just the deranged tab. Mm -hmm. They on hammerkerschlemmer.com sell an instant what they call an instant pickleball court set. Oh my god, they I do. It's like it sets up in minutes. Minutes is not instant. So I just No, wanna, that's not. That's that's minutes. Um for two picklers. And I guess when you play pickleball you're called a pickler, which I didn't oh, know and I like that. I like Either that. Either one who pickles or one who plays pickleball. I and like that also, a lot. Um you can add on an illuminated pickleball set for playing pickleball in the dark, which of course we're all doing. Which, yeah, I mean, mostly that's what I'm doing. Exactly. I don't play pickleball by daylight. That leads us into pickleball report. So what Sally and I have decided was that we are going to dedicate a little bit of 
each episode we do in the course of a month to the other episodes we did in that same month. So you're going to hear a cleaning report. You're going to hear the pickleball report. And then in August, we wipe that slate clean and we just do the August updates. Um, so we're still in July as, as of this recording and pickleball is still just the sport of the summer. Um, I kind of feel like we invented it because the New Yorker wrote something about pickleball after we did our episode about it. After our episode. I mean, they Where definitely- we invented pickleball. Yeah. We did invent it. They listened and they wrote about it. They should have credited us. They didn't. That's fine. Didn't. Yeah. But, you know, and that's how it is. David Remnick heads know that he's not big on crediting. So mm-hmm. um, that's okay, David Remnick heads and David Remnick himself. That's okay. Uh, we will get you next time. And- uh, Maybe we'll maybe we'll challenge you to a a pickle a pickle, but um, listen, if they start talking about hot tub boats, we're gonna yeah, know. it's all over. Though also though, like who if not the readership of the New Yorker is buying a hot tub? Boat? I could see that being a talk of the town piece. Truly, so, like we should we should submit it to to what's the humor section called? Why am I like blinking on this? Oh, like uh, it's not. Is it shouts and murmurs? Yes, that shouts another? and murmurs. Yes. Nope, yeah. that's shouts and murmurs. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing to know that. So, <laughs> so how's pickleball going, Sally? How many times have you so, played now? Well, here's the thing. It's been – this is going to be a kind of a really uneventful pickleball report because it's been like about 100 degrees and I'm not yes. exaggerating. Um, mm-hmm. In Philadelphia, ever since we like last recorded, it's been like – you know, it's like one of those things where it's like the high is 97 but the real feel is 104, that kind of a thing. <gasps> So, yeah, it's been like too hot to do much of anything. Yeah, it's been too Mm -hmm. hot to pickle. We haven't even – we like took a ride to my friend's store. My friend owns a store um, called Latchkey in Philly, which is this awesome – it has like – it's it's a love letter to the 80s and 90s and he has like all this (gasps) cool – yeah, all this awesome stuff. And so we decided to take a ride there because we were like, what else can you really do when it's this hot but like get in the car and like go to a store? And even that was like exhausting and like way too hot to do. So I haven't played pickleball, Caroline, like since we last talked about it. Honestly, I think that's forgivable. We want to stay safe. We want to stay healthy. And those real feels are no joke, especially no with joke. that humidity. It's different out here. It's hot here. You don't play pickleball in LA in the heat of the day. But dry heat is much different than a humid heat. Um, and humidity is something I do not miss and yeah. something I do not need to experience ever again. I think if I lived the rest of my life and never felt humidity again, it would be too soon. No, so totally. I get it. Um I guess that's where sort of night pickleball would come in and see even I know, but it's still hot there at night. It's still, it is, it, it has been that, it's been that kind of heat where like yesterday at like eight o'clock, it was like 97 degrees or something like that. And it's just Ugh. like, well, we're definitely not playing pickleball on that, but no. Um, but yeah, I mean the, uh, oh, you just said something that made me think of something. I don't remember what humidity. it was. Was it humidity? Was it night pickleball? Was it just global warming? Was I think it, it was, no, yeah. I think it was the humidity thing. It's just like mm-hmm. you don't, oh, I know what it was. Like, yeah. So in the morning and at night, you know, are usually when it's less humid, those are the times you can actually kind of do stuff because it's like, you know, it's pretty hot, but it's also like, you know, you bring a cold drink and you don't stay out there for that long and it's right. fine. And the but sun it just is really, not right above your head. Exactly. But it just hasn't been like that. And um, so I hope that the heat is – I actually don't even know if the heat's going to break. But like today is like – it's was the lowest high temperature we've had in a week. And the high temperature was like 90. So 
we'll we'll see. But I hope to play pickleball soon because I feel like we were just like kind of hitting our stride as picklers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it'll come back because what I'm imagining now, like if we just fantasize for a sec, like Mm -hmm. it's October, like you're in Philadelphia, like get that good and gather seltzer out, you know, Mm -hmm. tell your friends, like bring the veggies and hummus. Let's meet sort of in this park we're going to bring the pickleball set and it's not humid. It's, you know, 70 degrees mm-hmm. humidity dew point is at 1%. Oh, um, I love this. And you're just pickling. And, and I think that that will come, I think, you know, we have eight more weeks of like East coast heat in LA. We yeah. probably have 12 more weeks, but like it's, there will be a time and uh, not in the very far future where it will be comfortable again. But when it's, I can it's, pickle more. When you can pickle more. But you're right to not push yourself. Yeah. These it's are how not, people get hurt and sick. It it is like um it's a dangerous heat, I will say. It is. Um mm-hmm. I didn't I the the dude who I take tennis lessons from who's like a, a spry 22 year old they all and they all week. are and they, they all are. are he was like do you mm-hmm. want to have a lesson this week and I was like my friend like, no. <laughs> absolutely not he like didn't respond he was like too busy giving yeah. someone else a tennis lesson yeah, he was busy he's exerting like, wow, himself in the sun so weak so, so weak. weak um I really truly hate summer so much are you a summer head like usually I you know here's the thing so I I don't know if you're familiar, you're familiar with this Slate's film critic, Dana Stevens, who's also mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's just like the best and she's great. And I interned at Slate like a really long time ago. I, I worked on, I was an intern on a, the podcast that she's on. And she said this thing once during a podcast that I've held with me these last 10 years, which is that if you live in New York City, you have to choose one season to hate and that's it because there's something to hate in New York about every season. And if you hate everyone, you complain the entire year and it's annoying. So you just, (laughs) you pick one and that's your one that you get to complain about, which I loved. And, you know, and, and so it's always a toss up for me between winter and summer, which I think it probably is for most people. Um, because they're both like extreme. I, I feel like I can deal with summer, I I would rather be hot and have the sun be out and be able to hang out outside than be cold and have it be gray and dark. Are you, are you winterhead? I'm a I'm an absolute winterhead. I mean, like all basic bees, I'm a fallhead. You know, everyone loves. Fall. Of course, well, we all uh, are. Right, but I think if I had to complain about one season, it would actually be spring in New York. Oh, um, say more. Spring in New York bothers me so much. Um. I have talked about this at length with Casey Johnston, Swole Woman, um, because there's something really the juxtaposition for me of seeing people. It's it's it, uh, it brings me to a place of like being young and having to go to Easter and it being cold, but your mom making you wear pastel colors uh, okay. and there's no leaves on the trees and you're like cold and like someone's forcing you to like hold like a tulip and like talk about bunnies but it's freezing like it's like yeah yeah it's cold it's like, like you know in new york you yeah. can often wear your winter coat like into may and i love it's winter true. but i don't want it to be winter in april like if it snowed every day and was dark and gloomy and gray but you knew that on march 21st it would be over yeah then i then i would love winter even more but the problem with my hatred of spring is that 
especially on the East Coast, it's winter and it's winter and it's winter and it's winter and then it's summer. And you don't yeah, really yeah, get yeah. No, you're a right. spring. You're right. Um, and that's hard for me. I just don't like, you know, that first, that first fake spring day where it's like 62 degrees and everyone's like wearing shorts and they're in Washington yeah. Square Park. Like it makes me annoyed. Like I get annoyed. I know. I'm like, get, I know. get over it. It's going to be 40 tomorrow. It's going to snow. Stop wearing shorts. Like stop yeah, trying to be... You Stop know Mother Nature. Happen. Yeah, yeah. You know Mother Nature is going to take it away from you just as soon as yeah. she like gives you a taste. Yeah, my birthday exactly. is is on April second, and mm-hmm. it's most of the time it's pretty cold. And I remember two years ago, it was so cold and windy on my birthday that like we didn't even really do that much. It was also the pandemic, and so we didn't really have any options. But I I just was so mad. Like even though my birthday's been on April second for every single year of my life, so you think I'd yeah, be used every, to it almost every year, probably almost every yeah. year. Not I would yeah. have to sit down and do the math, but <laughs> I think close to everyone. And close it's like to every year, yeah, close to every year. It's like it's April. Why is it cold? Uh, right. It feels it. Yeah, it feels like false. It feels frustrating. Um, I totally, I totally hear you. Spring, spring it's is like, is a bummer. It's like commit to who you are. You know, like stop trying to be something you're not. Like summer is annoying, but at least it is authentic. You know, winter yeah. is cold, but like it's not surprising when it's cold in January. It's true. Um, and one of the reasons I like winter is because I hate sweating. And I and when you when you blow out your hair in the winter and you can wear a sweater. And and going on the subway or like walking to work doesn't like alter your body's like physical state. Um, I consider that a win. But spring is always like, you know, you you're not at the place where you're remembering how hot summer is and you mm-hmm. just desperately want it to be warm. And it just like isn't. It goes from it like yeah. 55 degrees to 95 degrees. There's never any good in between. And everyone's always trying to make it happen. And it's like ugh, enough. It's um, true. And I think that it's like hard. It's hard. I, I feel like if you're in a part of the country that experiences all four seasons, you get drawn into this like psychodrama with Mother Nature where you're just yeah. like, oh, so one day it's warm and you're making us think it's spring and then the next day it's cold. Like, right. oh, it's late March and it's snowing, like kind of that whole thing. And it's like, yeah, I think it it when you live in the Northeast, a big part of your personality is like feeling really passionately positive or negative about the weather. And I, I'm going to be honest. I think one of the reasons like I couldn't, I wouldn't make it in Los Angeles is because I wouldn't have as much to push against. <laughs> like, cause the weather is like, it's so pleasant and it's like sunny and nice. And I need, I need like an antagonist. I need like yes, an entity in the universe that is making me feel aggrieved. Yeah. You know what? I think you're totally right. I also think that it's like, you know, let's talk about the American public school curriculum sort of lying to us about like when the seasons start and end. Like that's let's, very real. You know what I mean? Like th- you're telling you're trying you're telling me you're drilling into my head from a young age. I'm impressionable, right? I'm in second grade. You're telling me I'm going to start seeing ducks in the beginning of March. It's just not true. It's, it's just not true. It's a lie. And that's I how think they get in your head. Just, it, that's how they get big ducks, big, big spring, duck. big, big duck. seasons trying to get at us. And it's just not true. And I, I don't know like how much global warm, whenever it's like, whenever I'm Googling, like summers used to not be this hot. Like I'm, I'm not going crazy. Right. And they're like, you're right. Like it's half a degree warmer. And I know that that half a degree is huge in the climate change sort of conversation. But like what I'm thinking of is like, you know, first day of school 
I remember wearing like a fall outfit and it being appropriate. And now it's like on September 5th, you're not wearing fall clothing. It's summer still. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like real summer too, like well into September, I would say. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, let let me just say one thing regarding yeah. seasons that does not have to do with temperature. Yeah. It stays light until like nine o'clock in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And that's too late for it to be light as far as I'm concerned. Like it's not natural. Like I and you know, the fourth the four thirty PM darkness in winter, that also feels like a lot. I, I need like seven PM is like yes. the sweet it should spot get dark. for me. It, the sun should start setting at 6.30 every night, and it should be dark by 7 every night of the year, regardless of season. Well, I it's like I need to learn more about science because I'm just like, why can't we just make this happen? Can't this just be a thing? Can't we just I think like – it could be. Can't Everything we just, is made by us. Like it's we, made by, we invented calendars. And we've also – we've done so much damage at this point. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I was going to say we should just like kind of lean in, but we really shouldn't. We should be leaning out because we, we're we like the window is closing about when we can save the planet. Anyway, I didn't right. mean to bring it there. The point is, is just like <laughs> people are psyched that it stays light until like nine o'clock in the summertime and I'm just not here for it. Like again, I'm like I either. don't think God meant it to be light out that late. Yeah. He was like, let there be light, but like not past seven. But not past seven. <laughs> yeah. he. Everyone forgets that part of the quote. Like I, everyone I, always says, let there be light. And it's like, there's, he said more. Read he your Bible, people. Yeah, please. Like, why don't you like practice what you preach? Seriously. Uh, I'm with you. I think it's, and it's also very difficult when it gets dark at 430. It throws your rhythm off completely. But as someone who likes to get into bed at 830, it's very jarring when it's still light out. <laughs> like at least Same. in the- fall I'm like oh 8 30 it's been nighttime for five hours hours done enough um yeah I don't know it's very it's it I don't like a 9 9 p.m I don't know one of the things that people like oh, I love going to Iceland or like wherever it stays out wherever it stays light until midnight and I'm like this could not be less of something I'm interested in Mm-mm. I yearn I for the dark yeah, I, I do too. I, yeah, I just uh, that that's too much light. I, I just light. you know things. It was it. We're meant to have darkness. We're meant to get in bed. You know. I don't know. Yeah. I I am. I, um, I've started to embrace getting in bed when it's still light out. I think I used mm-hmm. to be sort of self conscious about it. Now I'm just like whatever. Who cares? But um, right. it is it is like a weird thing to be like in bed when it's light out. It feels it feels. It feels all wrong. I don't think I would do well in a place where it's like light till midnight. Yeah, it, it feels like something's wrong. It's like, I'm am I sick? Am I nine? And someone's making me go to bed? Am I right. like... Uh, I, I think, too, something that someone said to me once directly about winter and just sort of like, you know, the darkness and the grayness and the laziness feelings that you get, sort of lethargy... lethargy um, is actually like very appropriate and it's like capitalism and like hustle culture that actually like takes the beauty of winter away, which is that every living thing is supposed to hibernate in the winter, Mm. including humans. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like animals go into hibernation, trees, like leaves fall, like plants die, and then they Mm -hmm. take their break and they come back anew in the spring. And ever since I realized that I'm like, yeah, winter is like my off season. Like I, I am, I just am shutting down mentally. Um, no, it's it's a good it's a really good point because actually I was sort of thinking while we were talking, if we didn't if mo- 
not most people, if so many people didn't work nine to five and if like nine mm-hmm. to five wasn't like in our minds as like the main work shift of the day, would it really be such a bummer that it gets dark at 4.30? Because the thing is, is like you get out of work and it's already dark and it's a real bummer. But if if our lives weren't totally ruled by – if our lives and our worlds weren't ruled by capitalism, we probably right. would be like, oh, nice, 4.30, like time to power down, you know, try to, time yeah. to do my hibernating, you know? Right. There was nothing worse than getting to the office, um, you know, before it was light out, which I would do sometimes when I was at BuzzFeed and leaving after the sun had gone down. That feels horrible. Brutal. If you can get yourself out in the sunshine or if I can get myself like an hour or even a half hour of just like a normal light on my face, then I'm very happy to just Mm -hmm. let it be dark earlier. Um, I mean... But, you know, L- what L.A. has is that it does get cold at night no matter what. Um, and it's going to be in the 50s tonight, uh, even though Ooh. it's a 90 right now. So pickleball at night is p- potentially a thing. That sounds amazing. And also, like, I will say that, like, fall and winter are, I think, best, my best seasons, like, sartorially. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and so that that's really appealing to be able to, like, do something at night and, like, put on a couple layers. That's yeah. delightful. Yeah. I mean, the the only problem is you literally have to be prepared for a 40 degree swing. But, it, you know, right. I keep a denim jacket like pretty close to whatever I'm wearing and or like a sweater. But it is there is like a nice uh, refuge every single day from oppressive heat, which I really don't know that I like ever thought could be possible when living on the East Coast because it's just hot nonstop all. God, Los long. Angeles really does seem like ideal weather-wise. Again, like I think it would be hard for me psychologically because I need to feel aggrieved. But um mm-hmm. yeah, but it I just know. It you is, will about we, other things though. You will just, right, you know. exactly. <laughs> There's other things to feel aggrieved about. <laughs> You'll find things. BYO yeah, aggrievement. Like the people. <laughs> it's just it's sure. like the influencers everywhere. Yeah. Um but what I want to ask everyone to do, um, mm. you know, the hammocker heads, uh, the schlemmer heads, as we call them, I need everyone to go to this website and like play Sophie's Choice. You can get one thing on this website. Ooh, that's good. You can get one thing. That's it. No price. No price matters. Um, ideally, it would fit into your current life, but we will make exceptions if you want to put it in your fantasy life. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what everyone would pick. And then t- next week, Sally, during the Schlemmer report, <laughs> the Hammerker report, mm-hmm. sure. we will share the items that we each picked. That's amazing. We'll be broadcasting from our hot tub boat. Yeah, exactly. I'll be lost at sea in my hot tub boat, <laughs> but like pretty happy anyway. But, it's like it's but fine. totally psyched about it. <laughs> but totally psyched about it. And you can go, it doesn't have to be from the unexpected tab. It can be literally from any place on this website. You just have to find it at Hammaker Schlemmer. So it's hammaker.com. It's H A M M A C H E R.com. It's in the show notes. You have one item, not two. Don't get funny, you guys. One item. Sophie's Choice, bring it. Tell us what you pick. We will update with our choices and then we'll also read some of yours. Awesome. That's so fun. The Schlemmer Report really does sound like a show that like John Oliver type sort of like. Like a nightly news program. Yeah. Like a Colbert. Totally. Like jokey. Yeah. Okay. We'll bring that one to Shark Tank too. The Schlemmer Um, Report. The Schlemmer Report. Sally, as always, thank you for being here with me. 
Thank you for having me. As always, uh, just an absolute delight and a blast. This is the best. Uh, and we will see y'all next week for another app. TTYL. You just listened to another episode of Do Things Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the GThanks Instagram at GThanksJustBoughtItPod and the GThanks Facebook group to get and give life-changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424-245-0736 with a product recommendation and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. GThanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our GThanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash GThanks and friends.